Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful repeat guest is Estes. We're going to be talking today about the gifts that we receive in life, how to recognize a gift, how to recognize you are a gift, how to recognize when you get multiple gifts at one time, and how to recognize which is the right one for you. She is a mentor, spiritual mentor, a micro educator whose mission is to awaken people to the awareness how to live in the eye of the hurricane. She uses her day-to-day -day life challenges, especially relationships, as a gateway to self-discovery and true freedom. And as a macro thinker, she sees the bigger picture of what is happening and utilizes this awkward state to transform perpetual and energetic awareness. On this show, we're going to dive into the gifts we already have, how to celebrate them, how to see other gifts that are hidden without, behind the doubt and the fear. And believe me, folks, there's a lot of doubt and fear out there. So let's just talk about the gift first and foremost of ourselves, because we don't realize the second we are born, even when we're conceived, we're already that beautiful gift. And we kind of take things for granted. And we don't realize what a gift we really are. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Sarah. You are such a beautiful light and you're very exquisite with your languaging so i appreciate you very much that in and of itself is a gift <laughs> yes <laughs> well the gift of life right the gift of life it's it's uh from the moment we're conceived that beautiful gift of when we give birth and you know when we give birth it's painful but the moment that baby's out and put into your arms, you forget about anything or anything that you went through and you just look at this wonderful gift of life. And then you spend the next umpteen years watching that life grow and discovering its own gifts and own paths and, and everything that it, you know he or she achieves, you achieve. And it's a perpetual gift that goes on and on. But do we see it as a gift? The majority of people don't really. They... They see the fun thing, and then all of a sudden, it seems like it's not as fun as it was before. Mm -hmm. Because life is, has been and is created to help us grow. Mm -hmm. And growth, ultimately, first I need to ask your permission. Can I just like really go deep, if you will? Can Only I deep dive. There's dive as deep as you want, love. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so some people may need to listen to this more than once. Mm -hmm. And if anything comes up that seems like it's not like, what? Then just stay open to what if what she said had a possibility. Mm -hmm. So when we are born, we are gifted, boom, immediately because we have the gift of life. Mm -hmm. When we are here, it's very unusual, very rare that anybody would recognize that they have the gift of being, the gift of living through the being that we are. 
Instead, because of the whatever pill it was, we take sort of like the amnesia pill, because we do that so we can play morpho-on as a gift to be able to find our way through the labyrinth and discover, to really discover who we really are. So in other words, it's like playing hide and seek with yourself. You come in completely clear, you're right here, but we're looking everywhere mm-hmm. except here because this is the piece that we think we don't have. Right. Or we don't acknowledge because everything is, we're taught to look at everything exterior. And we're not taught to look interior. And you came as the full package. You came with everything and that wonderful divine connection to source, to energy, to wisdom. It's ready there for you just to download it any time that you need it. But society teaches us that everything we want is on the outside. And we then completely switch off the voice on the inside. And then we wonder why we're confused and chasing our tails. It is very, very true. There's one way that's very powerful to look at it from my viewpoint is to remember that anything in front of your eyes is temporary. Mm. Everything is temporary, except whom it is that we truly are. Source, God, spirit, divine, whatever your word is, that is the totality of who we are. And in that place, there is no need to change. Well, there's no need. There's no need for anything. We don't grow, we don't get littler, we don't get bigger because it is all that is already. So when we come here in, in to experience the gift of life, what occurs is we pretend that we aren't that so we can you know, play the game. And the, the game is the game of self-discovery. Yeah. We, we come back to experience, we, we ferret our way through all of the, what appears to be pain and difficulty, and yet those are the real gifts. Yes. The pain, yes. the difficulties, the triggers, the things that we want to resist and get away from, the people we don't like, the people <laughs> that we judge, the way the world works, everything is the gift. And that's a big stretch for the part of the personality slash ego, I use them interchangeably, that thinks that everything needs to be the way it thinks it ought to be. The difficulty is that the ego or the personality, it gets its information from what I call recycled ignorance. Mm -hmm. What that means is it hears something, especially as we're growing up from our parents, from our siblings, from the radio, from the internet, from the TV, from wherever, and because there's no comparative analysis there, it goes, oh, that's true. Oh. And then it takes that on as what is so, taking us further and further away from the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And so when we have the, the work of repetitiveness in the world and everybody is thinking and seemingly feeling the same way for the most part, then what occurs is, that that becomes truth. Yeah. Truth is the truth. And boy, then it starts becoming quite interesting to even consider looking at anything else. Right. And then we start looking at the multiple truths. But my truth is better than your truth. 
my truth is the absolute truth but no but my truth is the absolute truth and that's where we start getting into confrontation and conflict instead of saying everybody's truth is their own truth how about we put all the truths on the table and see where the common denominator is because that will always lead you back to the source back to the inner self and the inner voice if we stop concentrating on the exterior voice all the time that is beautifully put because what what occurs is when somebody says this is my truth and this is the truth and somebody else says the same thing and somebody else says the mm -hmm. same thing that is true for them yes because every single person has their own script their own movie their own journey if you will into life although we're journeying to where it is we already are but we can pretend mm. we're on a journey circle <laughs> coming <laughs> back around yourself <laughs> it's the hamster wheel and yeah. so when when that occurs we know that when we're fighting to be right and we're commanding our truth is the right truth yes. and they're wrong then we know it's, it's it's like a beautiful gift and the gift is oh, i'm in my ego mm -hmm. i'm in my personality because only that piece would need to be right yeah we go back to need again who it is that we truly are does not have a need right it need to prove itself so at that moment when we give up the resistance we allow we allow this truth to be their truth and this one to be theirs and that one to be that one when there is no resistance there is no conflict no there's inquisitiveness exactly. right i want to know how did you get to that truth what is your perspective oh i see that um how you see mine and now we start getting to that wonderful tapestry you know of all of the people that have woven into it and it becomes a multiple truth of clarity for everyone you know the need to be right is fear-based as well as ego-based right that oh, ego yeah. is terrified of being wrong of losing face of being for less of and we spend so much time and worrying about what other people will think of us that we'll sabotage ourselves in this narrow-mindedness and then this need to be right at all costs it's, it's so absolutely accurate and i i equate ego with fear yes that, that's the thing yeah. so insecurity <laughs> yeah probably most people that are listening have heard the term there's only love or fear right well ultimately there is only love Mm -hmm. The love created the fear to play the game called life. Mm -hmm. And when that is really gotten, so to speak, when you live from a place of such an awareness, such a high level of awareness of what I call the macro view, and you're kind of watching all these things occur on the planet, then what you have is fascination. Yes. Oh. Injury. We are like little children. Yes. yes. I frequently what say, <laughs> "Who could have even thought this up?" Yes, exactly. I, certainly, no. no one with a limitedness. Yeah. No. And who we are is not a limitedness. So, of course, it could emerge from there, and from there, we're just seeing things happening. Mm -hmm. Things mm -hmm. just happen if you notice if you just sat there laid in bed for 
you know, a minute, a day, a week, a year, 10 years, you would notice that the world would keep happening, right? Yes, perpetual have, movement. Whether you're moving or not, it's moving. Time is constantly moving forward, no matter what you do with it. Yes, because <laughs> life is just happening. So the real gift, and this is a very important piece, the real gift is not what's happening, but how we're going to be with what happens. What is the perception? Mm. So one of the most powerful things that we can do to find peace inside of all that's happening and to alleviate the stress of needing to be right and fighting for our own truth and all of those things that go along with that is to do a little checkpoint. Hmm. Notice with awareness that there is a resistance and then check in with yourself yeah. and see what's my perception right now. And the way that we can tell about our perception is to just look a little bit closer and say, what story yeah. am I telling myself around what's happening right now? Mm -hmm. And that story comes from our belief systems, our programming, our recycled ignorance, the things that we learned and we just took on as the absoluteness. And then we literally in the world fight to the death. To protect it ultimately isn't even real. Right. Yeah, we react, right? And then in that reenactment, we kind of create the what if. And instead of, well, what if I did this? It is, oh, what if this happens to me, right? And so that's where the hurricane we invited in. We jump right into that hurricane because we've panicked. We've reacted instead of kind of pausing and going, okay, don't particularly like this hand I got served right now, but what's its purpose? What am I here to learn from it? What am I here to do with it? Mm -hmm. where, where am I meant to go from here? Pause, allow the knowledge to come through you on how to use this situation. And, and what it means to move forward, right? But we are panickers and that's a lot to do with the life we're living, especially with media, social media and all types of media. It, it presses the panic button and creates out of the pimple a volcanic eruption. And everybody gets caught up in that eruption instead of going, but no, it was just a simple lesson I needed to learn. Why did I react so much? And if you take the words you use, a lesson to learn, for me, I turn those words in to the gift that is available. Right. Because for me, when I, the, the, the personality says lesson to learn, that means I, I'm not okay, I'm not enough, so I need to learn something. For me, it's, oh my gosh, grace, whatever your word is, is bringing me a gift. The mm -hmm. gift is, this is causing me pain. Right. Well, this is causing me pain. What could I do that would allow myself to release the resistance, which releases the pain? And that's where what you were saying is you go inside. Mm -hmm. This is the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. When we live inside the eye of the hurricane, we're living in the place of pure, unadulterated peace. It's just life 
happening. Yes. And you look out and you see, oh my gosh, look at all the traumas and the traumas yeah. and the things that everybody's oh, waiting oh, sitting over here just watching everybody play and and one of the things that's difficult for for most people certainly was for me is to see people going through so much yeah pain and suffering and want to do something to make it all better yes but i don't want them to hurt maybe that's the gift yeah the gift is that what they're experiencing is giving them an opportunity to recognize that there's something more than what it is that's right there in front of them, which is, hmm, you want to resist or you want to let go? Do you want to be in the personality or do you want to be in the pureness of whom you, whom it is that you are? Mm -hmm. So we're yeah. always at a place where we're at choice about how do we want to perceive this? Yeah. I think just about everybody would go 95% of the people that I've interviewed have all been part of that hurricane, have all had something completely turn their lives upside down. And when they kind of righted themselves enough to realize, look, the only way out of this is through it. I have to be willing to go through it. And they discover the strength, they discover their courage, they discover their abilities, they discover their purpose. And once they're through that hurricane, they're now actually equipped to help others pull them out of the hurricane and help them through it as well. And they realize that the greatest gift they were given was the hurricane in the first place for them to discover all these gifts of strength, courage, abilities, and meaningful purpose. And now they're really living their life of truth. And, and that beautiful, meaningful gift that they're sharing with other people that helps them exit their own hurricane. That is so, you keep saying all these things that are so right on, you know, it's, it's like, because that's really, really accurate. We, we play the game of pretending we aren't who we are so we can rediscover mm -hmm. who we are so we can help other people rediscover yes. who they are yes and, and and it's really it's it's really a beautiful game mm -hmm. once you can see it as that and that's not always so easy no. you know when someone you love passes yes. away when somebody you you care about is going through this or you see people even on the news that you don't know are going through so much it it for most people, it's very challenging to be able to see that as, oh, this is such a fun game. Well, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that your heart is not yeah. connected. It doesn't mean that you don't have compassion. It means that you don't dive into the tar pit with the pain that is occurring because then, Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. frequency goes yeah. down. And, and as an empath, oh, boy, I mean, um, was it yesterday or the day before? the day before oh boy was i feeling it and it was like okay i have to change channels uh because it's really heavy right now and i think it was kind of in line with what was going on in afghanistan and uh, you you have to find what is your equilibrium what is something that's going to bring you back to yours because you can't help anyone if you're in such sorrow and sadness you yes. have to get out of that you need to go back into your center and for me it's just three hours of good jazz blues music kind of calm me and recentered me so you always need to find that something because you can't help anyone if you're crippling yourself 
And yes, and sometimes those emotions are overwhelming and they're a little hard to fight off, but do what you need to do to get through it and get back to that center because it's in that center that you can really help people. You can't if you're feeling the edge of the hurricane trying to swirl you up. That's, that's very true. And when we become engaged in other people's pain and suffering, it not only lowers our frequency, yeah. it lowers the frequency of the planet. Yes. Everyone on it. So if we want to be the most powerful support to everyone reaching a place, the eye of the hurricane, then our frequency, our energy is the most powerful thing that we can do. Yes. That's why it's not it's not that I'm adverse about helping other people and going off and being a missionary or any of those mm. things. But I can tell you, for those of you that are sitting at home and maybe you haven't been out of the house for a long time or very little since COVID, when you're working on yourself, when you are working at keeping your frequency, your attitude, your altitude mm. up, then what happens is that is being experienced by the planet as well. Yes. And that is immense gift. We can do that. Nobody knows, perhaps, but that doesn't matter. You're contributing beyond your wildest dreams for yourself and for the rest of the world. And that's that's another gift. Remember the Beach Boys, the good, good, good vibrations, right? Yeah. You know, and it is. It's those good, good vibrations. We love to be amongst people. They're in a good vibe. You know, people that are uplifting, people that look to the sunny side of the street. We love being around those people because they elevate us. The thing is, we need to, all right, they can invite us, they can inspire us to elevate, but we've got to learn how to sustain that elevation. We've got to learn how to even increase it and invite others and be that light and that energy for others. Because the higher that elevation and love, the less harm we can do to each other. Because you cannot be in a state and immersement of love and be love and knowingly hurt anyone else. It's against your very grain. So the more people that elevate into that love vibration, the happier we're going to see people and the less harm we're going to see people want to do to each other. It's very, very true. And what, what I can hear many people's minds saying at this moment is, how do I do that? Mm. I can't help myself when uh, this happens and I just, I'm, I lose it. I can't find myself. I can't find anything happy or good right. about this at all. Well, one of the things that we can always do, first of all, for me, it, when, when you find yourself in that loop, if you will, then when you have the awareness that you're in the loop, because that's kind of yep. helpful. Yep. Yep. Sometimes we're in the loop, we only know we're in the loop. We're just um, How come I'm feeling loop. dizzy? <laughs> we don't even know that we're feeling. We're just reactionary. Yes. We've got that knee-jerk reaction. So as soon as that calms down and you have the awareness but you don't know how to get out of it, so to speak. Always, always just first go to the breath. Yes. Go to the breath. Yes. Your, your mind's probably, it may still be going ape. Yep. Okay. Let it do its thing. Bring yourself to the breath. Yes. I really like the cycle of five, which is, where you breathe in very, very slowly through your nose to the count of five. 
And then when, when the energy of the breath gets up to the top of the head or the third eye in between your eyebrows, just hold it there for a slow five. And then as you exhale through your mouth, let that peace move down through your yeah. body and watch your body, your shoulders drop and yes. your body just move into a quiet state. You can do that anywhere. You don't have to close your eyes. No. You don't have to do that. No. And if you repeat that five times, I have never, ever yet had anybody say that their state did not change no. that no. fast, even no. when they didn't want to believe it was true. Right. I mean, I, I, and in my coaching and in my mentoring and the things that I do, I have gotten on the phone and people are like off the wall. Mm -hmm screaming and yelling crying in such a painful place and i don't even say words to them and mm -hmm. except say stop and we go to the breath yeah. and when we do the cycle of five then you know their shaking has turned into something that's a little more quiet and yeah. then they can do something that is very different. But when we are in the what I call the vortex of terror, because yeah. it's always fear, that's when we must make a decision to do something different. It's you don't have to really think of anything, you just have to breathe. You're breathing anyway. Yes. Well, okay. people, I mean, I'm an asthmatic. I know exactly how breath oh. is right and there's been many many a time where i have not been able to breathe and i'm gasping for breath so i understand the importance of breath but the when you are lack of oxygen for hyperventilating you're literally cutting the oxygen off to your brain and your brain can't think anyway <laughs> so you have to breathe you have to bring yourself down uh, calm everything down and allow the oxygen to get back up to the brain, allow the oxygen to get back into the flow of the body. And now you can start thinking, oh gosh, you know, I, the thoughts are coming back more clearly now instead of more fr frantically. And you, you can make better decisions, but never make a decision like this because nothing about you is oxygenated and you can't make a clear decision at that time. <laughs> That's, that's beautiful because the oxygen is where life is. Yes. yes. <laughs> and when we get upset, when we get tense, when we're hyperventilating, when we're in abject terror, everything tightens up. Yes. And I'm sure everybody has seen, you know, the little the little test. You tighten your fists as yeah. tight as you can yeah. for how many seconds? And what's happening? You know, my knuckles are getting very, very white they're not getting any oxygen so right. they can't they can't live actually if right. this was kept up for a long period of time and the minute you take the tension away and you breathe then you watch the hands open up the white turns to red because yep. the oxygen is now alive in there and then the warmth comes back and yep. the experience of living returns and it's a it's a gift in and of itself it is yes and you know we, we say to people you know uh don't go to bed on an argument or you know like if you feel an argument coming up take a breath both walk away from each other and i think any situation that you have that could be bad news or you know in any way that is upsetting 
is take a breath, redirect yourself. Whether you go and take a walk, whether you listen to music, whether you go and do something else, remove yourself from that situation because there is nothing in that situation that you're going to make a good choice over at that moment in that state of being. Put yourself somewhere else altogether. And then when you come back, you're seeing it more clearly without the emotion attached to it. And now you actually can start seeing the solutions or even the gift of what you've been given. So we, anytime that you're angst, this is not the time to make a decision of anything. Ever. Or even speak. Ever. Remove <laughs> yourself before you say something you shouldn't say. <laughs> well, as, as you know, I've worked with uh, relationships for many, many years, and I've had the Ultimate Relationship Academy, and this is just this my thing. And it's one of the most critical things. When you know you're in trigger, and you know that because... Yes you feel tension somewhere in your body or you just want to laser them down into nothing. That's the time zip it. it. And you say, I'm going to be leaving the room for a moment so I can get myself together. And I'm going to come back when I can talk. Yes. (laughs) At that moment, if you speak, you will just throw gasoline on the fire and pretty soon it yep. is war of control, the war yes. of ego and fear, faith, and ego, everything fear yeah. attack, all of those things, which, of course, gets us nothing in regard to what it is we want. Because whether we know it or not, we only want to feel and experience and give the love, which is what we already are. Yes. But we like to somehow cover it up to pretend that we aren't so we can remember that that is what we are. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we take it back to perception, when you are in the eye of the hurricane, when you're truly in the eye of the hurricane, you're not even perceiving. But when you're getting in, you know, that buffer zone, getting mm-hmm. close to that, what you notice is that the perception is the cause of all pain. Yes. And the perception, when, when I just had this occur yesterday with somebody and they said, well, somebody said this to me and, you know, I, I didn't like it and, you know, whatever. And I, and, and I know they were thinking this and I said to them, well, has it occurred to you that your perception about their perception yes. is what's causing your pain? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And where is that coming from? And, you know, it's like very often somebody will say something to you, you perceive it as an attack because really it's you're reversing the attack on yourself. Exactly. You know, like self-sabotage, you know, oh, they did this, they did that. I'm not going to do this or that anymore because of that. And it's like, okay, who are you hurting here? Mm -hmm. You're hurting you. They weren't out to hurt you. You perceived they were out to hurt you because you wanted to hurt yourself before you thought they were going to hurt you. Exactly. And we and what we do is we put our wall up and we defend ourselves instead of looking at the gift. Yes. The reason that people seem to irritate us or show us things Mm -hmm. is because we have that somewhere in us in the past right now or forward coming because we are source we are all yes. things that means the good the bad the ugly all those things that we judge the only difference is who we are doesn't judge it it just it's what's happening that's yeah. life 
Yes. What it does, because we live in a polarity based system. This world is supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be up, down, black, white, yes, no, because of the polarity of it. We can experience the very thing we were just speaking about the mirror. It's in here, but I can't see it until I put it over there. And now I see it. Oh, Sarah, how could you be that way? Instead, we go, Oh, Sarah, thank you. Gosh, I'm going to take a look and see where that is in me because mm. you brought me an opportunity. You brought me a gift to see something that was going on inside of me. You shed and light on the situation. Whether you like the light or not, it's there. You can't avoid it now. Right? <laughs> Avoidance is futile. <laughs> yeah, That's very true. So if we look at, if we look at ways to break the pattern because Every time we find ourselves in one of these triggers or one of these difficult places, we're going to want to interrupt the pattern. We interrupt the pattern, we interrupt the perception. Yeah. And so we talked about the breath. And one of the things you can do, you can drop into the breath first, or you, you can move to the breath, or you can move your focus into your heart. Put your focus in the center of your body. And at that moment, breathe really really deeply and then after your body relaxes the first thing you can do is ask yourself what's the story i'm telling myself yeah. and why you know what's the story <laughs> and even if we don't get to the why in that moment we can do that but right now it's What's the story I'm telling myself? I'm saying to myself right now that Sarah did this and that and blah, blah, blah. And that, and there, here comes your why. And that means she doesn't really like me. Right. She's, she's judging me. Yeah. She thinks I should do it differently. She thinks she knows better than me. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, those yeah. are all. And then once you get on that spiral, it goes blah, 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 blah. And then you've lost the whole point of everything yeah. in the first place here. Yeah. So instead, you go, what's the story? Instead of taking it to the next step, yeah. notice story. Oh, story is happening. And then move your focus very deeply inside and be nurturing and compassionate. Yes. You. Mm -hmm. Doing the very best you know how. And the thing is, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> the game is waking up to what it is that we know based on the fact that we don't know what we don't know. And then we learn what we don't know. So we know, so we don't have to be reactive anymore. Right. That's being in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. I, I call it the knowingness. It's that, you know, that people say, I have that gut feeling. Well, why do you know that? I don't know. I just know. And I call that the divine presence with the truth that resonates with the heart. And the spirit gets into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. That mm -hmm. is the wisdom to understand the knowledge that we've been given. We're so caught up on knowledge that it's, you know, knowledge, it's just a data bank. It's, it's accessible data for when you need it. If you don't have the wisdom to know how to use it, it's just knowledge waiting to be used. But when you allow that source to guide you, allow 
our empty heads and our hearts, our souls to fill up and our spirits to fill up. The mind has that clarity of what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And if you can say, well, why did I react in that way? No, don't go down the road of beating yourself up. Don't go down the road you're not worthy enough. Don't go down there. Just ask the question. Oh, I feel lacking here. Why do I feel lacking here? What can I do to love and nurture myself and free myself from this feeling? We will do it for our best friends, but we don't do it for ourselves. And first, gift yourself. That is not being selfish. That is self-preservation. Gift yourself so that you are more abundant in gifting other people. And in fact, you cannot gift other people until, until you have the gift. Yeah. And we are constantly being gifted. That's why the work that I do is about, is about taking day-to-day conflicts, day-to-day mm. things, what happens in your relationship, what happens with your money, what happens with your children, what happens with COVID, disease, whatever, whatever it is, it, it like, it, it, it becomes like a treasure chest, Yeah, you know, and, and, and granted, I didn't always see it as a treasure chest. I didn't always think it was so fun. And I sure as heck didn't want to go in there when I thought that in that treasure chest was going to be something that was going to bite me. Right. Make me hurt worse. Yes. I'll turn into (laughs) (laughs) So that's why being with people that that help you feel safe enough to do that or people that have been there, people that have an awareness that have like been there, done that can be very supportive to anybody who's on a, on a journey or on the path because they don't, they don't have to make it up in their mind. Cause again, we don't know. And if we haven't walked in those shoes or we haven't walked on that pathway, we can't see what's around the corner. So somebody who helps us see around the corner, that's why when people listen to your shows and people listen to, to people that are, you know, pretty darn awake or, or, yeah. or very awake or read books that will help elevate our frequency. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a continuous way of life. Yes. Then it becomes very, very, I won't say very, very easy, but it gets easier and easier mm-hmm. because we have, it's like if our, if our homeroom vibration is here and we don't have the support that I'm speaking about mm-hmm. through working with someone or listening to things or reading books or watching YouTube that are elevating or all of the above, then we're going to stay here. We go out into the world you start falling we down. We get into our conflicts and all the things. We don't have the wherewithal. We don't have the awareness and the impotence to even do anything about it. And once we may know, but then we forget everything that we ever thought we knew. Right. So here we are and we're, we, yeah. we just dive. So if you're here and you're listening to your shows, you're reading books, you're working with someone or in a group that is supporting, then you're constantly just elevating your foundation i call it your home room mm. your home room is more and more apparent the door opens into the to your real self little bit by little bit by a little bit until that light starts shining it's it's really easy to get in there 
when we're not very awake or we don't know what we don't know at a high level because that's where we sort of begin, mm. then it's really hard to get through that seemingly like thick Berlin wall. Yes. And when we are committed to and we're focused on really having the desire to be done with the pain. Yes. And to be done with the suffering and to be done with the resistance, then we'll take the next steps that will be supportive in us really shifting our lives to the lives that we want to live, we deserve to live, and we can live while we're still in the body. Yes, that's the whole purpose, isn't it? That's the right. Discovering <laughs> our gift and our meaningful purpose and being that contribution while we're in the body. The spirit knows how to do it. It's teaching the body how to do it, how the human and the spirit can dance together. You know, I say that we're all beautiful instruments and, and it's up to us to discover what instrument we are. Then learn to play that instrument confidently, passionately, connectively, and bring it to the orchestra of life. But the orchestra doesn't just play one song. It doesn't play one tune. It's going to play many. So that means each time you're going to have to learn how to play your instrument in a different way. And it doesn't mean it's going to be difficult each time. It just means, oh, gosh, I never knew I could play it this way or do this with it or do that with it. If we look at life exploratory, if we look at it with wonderment, if we look at it, like, where else can I go? What else can I do? And then it actually becomes exciting. And every day you wake up wanting to participate in it, realizing that the gift of opportunity every day when you wake up is awaiting for you of what is this day going to bring? How am I going to use my instrument? Who is it going to affect? And that excitement of life is what's going to keep you alive and also stop you going down the rabbit hole. Exactly, exactly. Now, one of the things that I say every morning when I wake up is, Use these eyes to see only love. Mm -hmm. Use this mouth to speak only love. Use these ears to hear only love. Use this nose to smell only love. Use this body to express and be only the love. And if that's an intention for everyone, every morning when they got up and maybe throughout the day a little bit, can you imagine what would happen to the frequency of our planet? Just that Can you imagine effect. what human beings and what this planet would be like if people were on a higher vibration? Well, imagine yeah. how absolutely awesome it and, would be. But, and this is a simple way to do that. Uh -huh. It's up to each and every one of us. It's not up to your government. It's not up to uh, this person or that corporation. Every single problem out there is being created by man. Every single solution out there is created about man's spirit coming forth and rising up, and especially to help one another. Every time we see something wrong, and we know it's wrong, and we know it's the wrong path for man to go down, it's an invitation to us to set things right by elevating that love, not hating someone for what they're doing, but hoping that love, projecting that love on them, that hoping the heart will wake up to love and no longer want to do what they're doing because the heart won't let them. And, and if we kick it up even another step, because that's 
really, you know, very, very important. I mean, if everybody did that, everything would be completely oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a totally uh, different world. <laughs> then when you look even from a little bit more macro view, you realize that everything's happening in the most, if there was such a thing as perfection, and the most perfect way, because all of the, all of the traumas and dramas in our world are creating people finally going, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. And so what yes. happens? Boom. It's like the alcoholic who hits bottom. The, yes. the, the person who's addicted to drugs reaches, you know, their place. And that place of real surrender, of yeah. letting go and saying, it's enough when is enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all done. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what anything means, and I won't let my past guide me now. Right. Exactly. That's straight from the Course in Miracles. And when you really can feel that in your body, that creates a sense of relief that the personality or the ego doesn't really think much of. But that's when you know that your source point, whatever yeah. that is for you, has really taken a higher level of control, dominion, presence in your life. And the more you nurture that, the more you feed that part, the more of the precedence it has in your life. So suddenly you are not seeing things from half empty and really traumatic and dramatic. Instead, you're saying the perfection of everything that's going on is just amazing. And even if it appears to be pain and suffering, I know that what's really going on is the world is being gifted with an, with an opportunity to say, enough is enough. What will it take for me to lay down my sword, literally and figuratively? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I started this nine and a half years ago, and it came out of a, a, a complete redirect in my life. I had put all my time and all my money into a different project that didn't turn out. And it, it, it wasn't that the project itself was bad. It was just the timing and the people. And it was not meant to be the way it was meant to be. But it left me kind of devastated. It left me really confused. And it left me very, very depressed. And I wrote an article. Because I, one of my ways through depression is I've got to be of service to other people mm -hmm. uh, because it's very important for me to help other people because if, if that's a way of helping myself. Um, and somebody saw that and said, hey, I'd like you to be a host on my network. I didn't even know what a podcast was at that time. Didn't know if I could do it. Didn't know if I could afford it. But it was just like, okay. All right. The first show I did, I pressed all the wrong buttons. It was live. I did 13 months of live with this network. It was a brilliant training ground. And then I decided to have my own, which is now over eight years. And it, it, it came to me. And I, this is the way I look at everything in life. Okay, the opportunity is there. Does the gut agree? Does the gut agree? Does the, does the core of me agree? And if the core doesn't have an argument, I'll give it a try. I never know which way it's going to take me and it could take me to a dead end or it could have been one of those divine, wonderful gifts in life of a lesson um, or showing me who I am or what else I can do. And, but the nine years of doing this, I'm meeting such extraordinary people who have embraced their gifts because they were willing to stand up from 
the dregs of the, their earth and stand up and say, okay, I surrender. I'm willing to walk through this. There's got to be something more. I've got to be something more. I'm willing to take the journey. And I think the most courageous thing in life are people who have nothing to win and nothing to lose, they think at the time. And they're willing to walk forward, blind, deaf, and dumb in order to see, hear, and feel. And in that discovery of who they are, the gift of who they are, and what they can do, and the impact they can have on other lives is truly a miracle. But it's because they accepted that gift. And it is a great example of how your own pain and suffering mm -hmm. created the birth of something awesome, amazing, life transformational for yes. you and so many people that you are touching. And I so mean, many people that, you know, when you look at the news, you think all humanity has gone to hell in a basket. And then you interview people who have come from hell, their <laughs> own hell. And they've chosen the heaven of love. They've chosen to believe in love. They've chosen to be of service to humanity, despite what they've been through. And if you can't honor that, you can't respect that, you can't hear that, then most certainly switch channels. Because these are your inspiration that begets that invitation to you. Yes. And, it's, and it, it all comes back to being able to see the gift. Yes. Have you ever heard the story? There's two stories I want to uh, share with you real quick. And one is the, the story about the two little boys at Christmas. And so this is why I, I speak about the gift so much. There's these two little boys and it's Christmas time for those of you in other countries. Just pretend it's Christmas or you know what it is. Uh, and when it was Christmas morning and this little four-year-old boy and this little six-year-old boy were very excited because it was Christmas morning and they tiptoed down the stairway and they're about, you know, five or six steps above and they're looking down and they see this Christmas tree and it's lit up and blinking so many presents under the tree and they're so excited. And the six-year-old, he steps down, he runs down and all of a sudden he's that slap, plop, boom, in the middle of a big pile of horse poo. And he goes, oh, my God, this is the worst, terrible, awful Christmas ever. I can't stand this. He's throwing a tantrum as he runs back up the stairs, screaming to his parents that, you know, this is awful. And the four-year-old walks down the steps, and he sees it. And he walks around. He starts looking around. He goes, probably a pony around here somewhere. <laughs> yes. I frequently say to people that I work with, where's the pony? Yes. There's always a pony. Yeah. There's always a pony slash gift. Yeah. Because the truth is, no matter what it appears to be, mm -hmm. your God, your, the source of yourself could never ever do anything except support you with a gift of coming back to the remembrance of whom it is that you are because all of these things are here just as a playground to rediscover to self-discover i love the name of your network mm -hmm. media well isn't it funny that my thing is called Center for Self-Discovery. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's all about that, isn't it? It yes, is. Common denominator. Yeah. 
And, and if I can take a moment to share one more little story about, um, about why, how it, it helped me a lot be able to deal with seeing other people in pain because I'm like you, I'm very empathic. I'm very sensitive and I feel, I used to say, I feel everybody's everything. Yeah, and I know. When, that, <laughs> when that happened, I would feel badly, really badly. So there was this man and I, and I don't know who originally told this story, but it's, it's so powerful. This man found a, a cocoon of a butterfly and one day a really small opening appeared and he sat and he watched the butterfly for several hours. And as it struggled really hard to make its way through that little tiny hole and, and then it seemed to stop making progress and it appeared that as it had gotten as far as it could and it couldn't go any further. It was really like seemingly out of and hurting. So the man, with his good heart, decided to help the butterfly. So he took a pair of scissors and he cut the remaining little bit off of the cocoon so, you know, so it could get out. And then the, bur the butterfly just, he just emerged right on out of there. But it had a really swollen body and little small shriveled legs and wings. And the man continued to watch the butterfly for some period of time because he expected that, you know, yeah. that the wings would, you know, sprawl and he would be ever, you know, ever happy and go, go on with his way, so to speak. But neither happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around with a swollen body, shriveled wings, and it was never able to fly. Well, what the man didn't know or understand in this kindness and haste is that he was restricting the cocoon and the struggle. And this was yes. the case for us. People struggle. So the struggle was required for the butterfly to get through the tiny yeah. opening, which is life's way of forcing the fluid in for the body of the butterfly and his wings so it could be ready for flight, just as it seemingly forces us to achieve our freedom and sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our lives because nature doesn't need any help source doesn't need any help it doesn't need any interference there are processes in life that we all go through and they are all absolutely in our best interest the universe is always 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 conspiring to make our lives more awesome than we could ever dream or imagine. And every single thing, every single gift is there. And our only question is, am I going to accept the gift? Right. Well, you know, the, the first story is that, quite honestly, we've all got to go through shit to see the gift. Right. I love it. You know, and the second story is now on. <laughs> <laughs> and the second story is this is that just because you were birthed once doesn't mean you can't birth again. And that when you are willing to go through the shit and go through the process, don't think that, oh, I'm going to go through the process. It's going to take me a week, da 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 da. No. It's going to take you as long as it needs to before that you can give birth to yourself. The difference about giving birth to yourself as opposed to someone else birthing you is that you're under their wings. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what happens to you is what their wings are going to do. The giving birth to yourself, it's now you are divinely connected. 
you are now at one with source. You now can make those choices along with your spirit to go and do the things that you want to do yourself. It's no outside influence. It's an inside influence. So let us become those butterflies that we're meant to be. Let us give birth to ourselves. But don't say, okay, enough with the struggle. I want to give birth C-section. No, right? It is about allowing yourself to go the process. And some people may take longer. Some people may go quicker. It all depends. There's no race. There's no comparison. There's no dictation on how you do it. It's just allow the process to be. And when you are birthed again in your beautiful glory and wonderful gift of who you are, then you really, really, truly understand the meaning of life the gift of life and what you're here to do, but allow, don't dictate. That's very, very beautiful. And when we will consider that resistance is the cause of all suffering, yes. it, it blends right into with what mm -hmm. you're saying. Allow, because when we resist, we suffer. When yes. we resist, we missed the gift. But and you're not worry. giving up. You're surrendering to the higher powers to show you the way. You're not giving up. You're just saying, I'm no longer going to fight. I am so, yours. Guide me. It's, it's a, it, the process of going through everything you're going through isn't a fight. But we've been taught as human beings that everything we've got to fight for. No, you've got to love for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shed the love on you, shed the light on you and love yourself into the process. It's not about fighting. We don't want any more fighting. <laughs> and, 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 and then, and we do that until we don't. And right. we, we, when you notice that you're fighting, you notice when you're resisting, you notice when you've got your judgments. So what? Own it. Literally, Face literally, it. Literally, Deal so with what? it. Yes. You know? Okay, my personality is struggling. It's yeah. not who I am. I am not the personality. Right. I'm not the ego. I am the golden love of life or yes. whatever your word is. You know, that's, that's who it is that I am. And these are just ways that this is expressing. Okay. Right. It's so just what? an experience that you're having, right? Go through it. And it's temporary. I mean, what is the gift of the present? It's the now. Right? It's the now. We are meant to live in the now. When you look at a child, you know, I have a five-month-old grandson. And every time I see him, there's a new development. I was cat-sitting this last weekend. And, and uh, my daughter came home from a long weekend away. And he was tired. But he sat down on my lap, a little five-month-old chunk of it. It's just oh, gorgeous. And just had this huge conversation with me telling me about his weekend and every time I see him there's a new development and it's so exciting and so wonderful to see him discovering himself discovering his world why can't we take a tip from our beautiful animal kingdom and our children kingdom and just allow life to be and experience it and express it and enjoy it and envelop in it yeah, we're going to have our temper tantrums now and again. I'm tired. I'm hungry. All right. Tend to those needs and then continue on to enjoy life. Wow. That is a, a very awesome, awesome thing. See, it, and, it, and what you're speaking about, it's all up here. Yeah. It's all how we're going to perceive and be with what is. 
And I mean, if, if anyone's finding themselves having difficulty, you can say, what would it take for me to find a gift in this? Sometimes yes. we just can't see it. But ask the mind that is very busy anyway. Send it like a Google search. Often <laughs> find an answer that's going to give you a better answer than the one of it's because I didn't do this right. It's because my mother didn't like me. It's because yeah. now. Well, you know, sometimes it's just a pile of shit. Look for the pony. (laughs) (laughs) We try and make, you know, such, you know, analytical, I need to know why, you know, sometimes it just is. It just is. Honestly, pardon me for talking to you, Farrah, I feel like the less we look for the reason the freer we become because the minute we start looking for the reasons and we just go, it's what it is. The minute we go off, we're now feeding the mind with a busyness. Oh, yes. Let's look for this and let's look for this. And it's going to get its answers from the recycled ignorance. Right. That is going to justify whatever we as a personality think it needs to be. So, when I'm working with people, especially after the beginning time, I just say, it is what it is. Because when we're trying to change what is, that's futile in and of itself. It's yes. already done. So good luck with that. So- you know, um, many years ago, 20 years ago now, I was introduced to a program called True Colors, Myers and Briggs program, which was a wonderful shed of light for me because I come from a family that is a radically different personality type to what I am. And it was always like, I just don't get them and they don't get me. And doing the true colors and understanding what personality trait I am, because it's the way I see things, it's the way I interact, it is my communication. And in understanding that, I realized I needed to change my dialogue with them for them to understand what I'm saying for them to understand even who I am. But it's also to me to totally accept this is my personality. And if I'm going to react to something, I know it's coming from that. That's the personality trait that I am. So I'm going to know that maybe I might overreact or get over empathic over certain things. I know that about me. What do I need to do to make sure that I don't go over the top? So I do think sometimes you know, we are a beautiful divine essence, but if we know our personality, our human personality, we wouldn't be beating ourselves up all the time about trying to be this or trying to be that. We got, you know, that's, that's the way I see things. Okay, I, I register that. Let's just try and turn it around a little bit. And you've become more forgiving because you know more of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a great teacher uh, but I did, I think he's also my, lots of great teachers, but Muji, M-O-O-J-I, Muji is uh, someone that I think is very wise. And he, he has deepened my awareness about what he says, be nobody, mm-hmm. be nobody. When you be nobody, That means that all of this out here is not where you put your focus and your need to be somebody. I don't have to be the best wife. I don't have to be the biggest person. I don't have to be the highest celebrity. I don't have to be the prettiest, the thinnest, the heaviest, the anythingest. Be nobody. I'm just the totality of life living. I'm being. And that's for me is very, very powerful because anytime the personality wants to think 
it needs something or yeah. it wants something. It doesn't mean that you don't have preferences or desires. Yes. Some people go, oh, great. So that means we're just going to sit here and home all day. Not, no, not, no, no, not no, 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 definitely well, not. It's that there is... There, there are things that will come through the emerge through the essence of whom it is that you are and you be with that at whatever level of intensity that you do because source is intense. Oh, yes. It's, it's not intense. It is intense. It's everything. The key is the word attachment. Mm. Am I attached to what comes up? Because the personality will immediately attach and say, okay, it's got to be this way. It has to achieve this. It's got to do that. And then we know that we took this pureness and we turned it into, you know, we morphed it into something that now has good, bad, right, wrong, competition, yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, we are all a beautiful divine essence. I mean, when you're living in the now and you're living in the knowingness, you just are. What you're saying and what you're doing is just is. It is it is a tapping into the moment. It's tapping into the energy of the now. Uh, when I do my own shows, uh, just Sarah, you know, Sarah's uh, view of life, um, very often I may only have a word or a sentence or a perspective I want to do. I press record and off I go. And what comes out of me is, is my own self-discovery of what, you know, what this particular topic means. And I will go down that journey. And sometimes I've listened back and go, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> because once it's spent, it's spent. Don't ask me to repeat it. I couldn't. It's done. It was in the now, mm -hmm. right? So there's nothing I can go back and repeat because I'm too much in the now of what I'm doing right now, just like these beautiful organic conversations we're having right now. We haven't rehearsed it. We haven't planned it. We haven't got questions or answers. We are just present. Yeah. And that is, I'm, I'm chuckling because I do a meetup on Tuesday evenings at six Pacific time. And, and that's people come and, and I usually talk for a few minutes and then we all just interact and somebody will say, well, could you tell me what you just said to yeah. Susie? Uh, no, <laughs> I have no clue what I said to Susie. Somebody record it. <laughs> yeah. We do record them now and we yes. send the recordings to people if, if they would like them because that what you said is just so straight on. Yeah. When you're here, you're here. Yes. And you speak what you speak or feel what you feel. And then it's it seemingly is over there. And now the next now is here. Yes. But that's not here anymore. Right. And we would have to go to memory and try to go to recall, which means you have to go to your head. Yes. And, and our true source does not live in a head. It what is knowledge? It's recall. Beautiful. Right. That's right. What is wisdom? Right. It's divine knowledge. It, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just, I always use the word emerge. It just emerges. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where it comes from. I don't know what it says. And it's because it comes from beyond where it is that the mind knows to go. Yeah. And that's something else that I say, you know, have been saying for so many years, take me beyond where my mind knows to go. Because I know that the mind is going to be based on polarity it's going to be based on fear, recycled ignorance, or wherever it is that happens to be in that moment. Old programming. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't want to live there. So take me beyond that. And the personality doesn't like that much because then it doesn't have any control because it's like, well, I can't figure out how to yeah. handle, do something with something that's not here. 
Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful. Yeah. If I'm just thinking about a problem, you know, like a, a problem comes up, if I put my thoughts into it, I'm going to go into a spiral and I'm, I am going to go down the rabbit hole. So I have learned with me is remove myself from the problem. Right. And wait until my equilibrium is there mm -hmm. and then just allow whatever I need to know from this problem or where I need to go to put it right. I can't do it if I'm in my head. My head gets angry or my head gets frustrated. My head gets this. While that emotion is going on, this emotion hasn't got the clarity. Let my spend my emotion. As I said, we, we have emotions for a reason. Spend them, right? Spend them, get rid of them. Don't become emotional about them, right? I needed to spend it. Now, the deep breath, I can now address really what that problem is because the head is spent. And when you're truly living in the eye of the hurricane, the gift is that you're very clear there is no problem. Right. Yeah. It's just an issue that you've got to clarify and rectify. And that's it's, it. It's just life happening. Yeah. Not it good, wasn't out to get me. Not it's right, not out. Wrong. Yeah, it's not out to get me. It's not out to punish me. It's not the why me. You know, it's none of that. They didn't care who you were. It's just happened to you. And it's just, you know, like a, a bad serve at tennis. And you've got to find a way of serving it or playing golf. You know, you've got the golf ball in the sandpit and you've got to figure out a way to get it out. It's an awkward angle. It's frustrating and you can get pissed off about it. But eventually when you're clear and, clear and got that clarity, one swipe and that ball will be back on the field again. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing when, when you see things from a bigger viewpoint, from the penthouse, if you will, yeah. because then it's a lot more fun to be in life. Mm -hmm. And so the experience is allowing ourselves to spend as much of our energy and our time and our commitment really nurturing our own self discovery yeah because when that's your number one focus you will find what it is is that you never lost but you thought you did right well you know we had it as a child and then it was pretty well controlled out of us through you know school through red you know regulation through uh dictation through expectation and all that, you know, when we look at these beautiful children and their play and their discovery, they don't know limits, they don't know rules or things, you know, it's just, they just do. And then we take that beautiful gift of what they are and they say, now you've got to conform. <laughs> and that conformity beats that beautiful gift out of them. And then, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, late, later, yeah, they're looking at it and going, how do I let myself out again? <laughs> I don't want to conform anymore. And it's like, no, you, you know, it's don't do it to your children if you're a young parent. If you've got grandchildren, don't do it to them. Keep the essence alive. Please keep that essence inside of them alive. Help them to always recognize it, always bring it to the forefront in everything they do. So many indigo children are being born right now. And they're the children to show us and remind us how to really live and what the real gift of living really is on this beautiful gifted planet. It's so, so, it's so exciting to be alive right now 
because it seems like everything is being squeezed. Yes. Seems like from some perspectives, it's getting harder and more difficult and all of these things, when in fact, it's the massive light of support. The gifts are coming in like crazy. And are we seeing them and looking for the pony? Or are we becoming victimized by the world's going to heck and you know what? Yeah, Yeah. but we're only seeing the shit. We're not seeing the pony. (laughs) You know, and I used to, you know, um, go Murphy's Law. Like every time I thought I was out of the pit, Murphy would put me back in. And it was, you know, it was almost like that butterfly. But I want to fly. No, 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 you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And it'll pull me back in. And if I don't want to go back in, no, I want to fly. But you're not ready yet. And it's like sometimes, you know, however frustrated we are by that, it's not time. There's still more. There's still more for you to develop before you can spread those wings. And don't fight it. Resistance is futile, right? It's very, very true. Are you, or you, 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 you hear you're not ready. Well, you can add on to that. You have to buy the ticket. And to <laughs> buy the ticket, yeah, gotta do whatever it is that you gotta do. You work through whatever it is that you work through, and you, you don't get to go home. You don't get to live that experience until you live that experience and you find the gift in it. And the finding the gift means that there's no blame, yeah, no yeah. comparison, no regrets, no sense of victim, betrayal, resentment, all of those things, which seem pretty overwhelming to not be in those places. But I can tell you from my own experience, it is very, very possible. And it's you do become as little children mm-hmm. or you have the sense of the gift of life. Yes. Yeah. Like with my little grandson, I talk right back at him in his language and we have this wonderful conversation mm-hmm. and I like if somebody thinks I'm an idiot or not. We're having fun. That's all that matters. We're communicating, right? We're making sense to each other. <laughs> it's beyond the intellectual words. It's that beautiful vibration that's been shared. Right. So because fun is, a, is such a high vibration. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like he's a, a 98 percentile child. And I swear it's because of all the love he's getting. <laughs> it's just watering him like crazy. And we have no idea how impactful love is until we open our hearts to it. And we cannot receive love if we don't open our hearts. Now, we did a show um, back three years ago. And it was doing or being the spiritual crossroads. And you've also got a, a wonderful book here, a book here of help. I'm trapped in my body and various programs. So I do invite people to go back and listen to that show as well and uh, see what it's all about, because there's a lot of wonderful wisdom there as well. But also today, you know, um, have you got any new programs going on right now, love? And, you know, how do people get hold of you and and uh, want to discover more of you? Well, thank you for asking that. Um, what, where my focus is right now is really supporting people in self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And I do that through coaching and mentoring. I do online retreats. I have year-long programs, group coaching, things that make it easy and affordable for whatever it is anyone is looking for. 
But I also invite people as a gift today for being here and making it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. That if I do, I mentioned earlier that I do a, um, a meetup on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And anybody can come once and see what it's like. And then there is like a fee for it's like $50 for three months or $10 a session or whatever. Anybody who is listening to this and would like to come and, and play there, you can come for three months and just mm-hmm. see if it's fits, see what it is that may be the most amazing life transformational experience you'll ever have. Because we are constantly talking about all of these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful community. You can participate or not. You can get a re- you can get a recording or not. But if you write to me at isatis at isatis.com, which ought to be on. Yes, but would you also spell it, please, Les, for those who are just listening to audio? It's E like an excellent, S like in Sam, A like an apple, T like in Tom, E like an excellent, Y like in yes, S like stupendous, at E-S-A-T-E-Y-S. Dot com as my personal email address so you can just write to me and say podcast or sarah or mm-hmm. meetup or whatever you would like in there so i will know because i do get a lot of emails but i don't want to miss yours and my website is also isatis.com and from there you can also get to center for self-discovery the kind of interlap center for self-discovery is c-e-n-t-r-f-o-r-s-e-l-f hyphen discovery.com if you find any questions that you have about anything that we've spoken about today email me i would love to have a little chat with you i'm happy to spend some time and see if i can't help you find a direction in your life that will help you feel more connected and find more gifts mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you are the gift for me in these 10 seconds, I have to tell you. I love you, my friend. Uh, right back at you, and right back at you. And we can't leave it so long next time for the next show. And, you know, I think all of us need to realize we're born a gift. We are meant to grow as a gift. And even when we forget what gift we really are um, and we lose our way. It's all that beautiful journey about rediscovering that beautiful gift of what we are, who we are, what we're here meant to do. Every single one of us is here for a reason. Every single one of us has a gift to participate. We are meant to contribute to one another. We're not meant to be I, me, myself. It is about I, what I can bring to the collective, because we are meant to be that village, we're meant to be that community, and that's what makes it count. And there's people like Estes here who's going to help you rediscover yourself, open up your beautiful butterfly wings, even recognizing the shit, not getting worried about it, and just realize there's a pony somewhere around here. So. <laughs> I think if we left everybody with the idea, two things. One is when you say to yourself, I am the gift. Yes. I am the gift. Yes. And the second thing is, where's the pony? Yeah. I know there's a pony around here somewhere. There always is. I promise there's nothing that anyone could bring to me that says there's no pony here. 
and I will show you the poem. Yes, it's just that willingness to go in and the willingness to open up. And a closed heart cannot receive this beautiful divine wisdom. And if your heart has been injured, even if it's been cut and sliced and courted, it's we can stitch it back together when you're willing to open up that heart a crack and see things from the heart, from love, from that beautiful gift of what love is. It's harmony, it's respect, it's collaboration, it's companionship, it's cohesiveness, it's community. It is life in itself, in its beautiful essence of us coming together as a beautiful orchestra, as a beautiful symphony and that resonates out in an invitation to everyone else. So don't be afraid to be the gift you are because we need you. The world needs you. The vibration needs you. So please step into your gift. Yes. We'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, love. And to everyone else out there, remember, the light is within you. Share it. We need it. Until yeah. next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.